Imagine what it must do to your self-esteem when you're blind and even your guide dog hates you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> or just found you delicious, whichever. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. You wanted to kill us. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Lena Marcus! <laughs> Children of the night. What music they make. Hi, I'm Candy the Flannel Girl. Hell is behind that door. You're going to meet death now. The living dead. <laughs> hey, that was great. Wow, I did <laughs> And I'm Sean of the Dead. This is Pavlo, our general handyman. He's really ugly, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and this is The House That Screams. Tonight we are talking about the 1977 film by Dario Argento, Suspiria. We have Erica Wright. Susie, Sarah, I once read that names which begin with the letter S are the names of snakes. I knew you'd get it. I take offense to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the dead over here. Snake. Um, We have Dave Gurman. Oh, big deal, kid. So what if you got thrown out of school? I always got thrown out of school, beginning in kindergarten. (laughs) we have crystal a coven deprived of its leader is like a headless cobra harmless (laughs) wise and we have a special guest tonight we have donna nelly the secret i saw behind the door three irises turn the blue one (laughs) yes you could also decode that like our we'll, we'll talk about that but John, as our guest, is going to start us off tonight with Suspiria Talk. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, pretty much I saw this one um, at a pretty early age, getting into uh, the genre. Um, it was uh, actually part of a uh, special uh, collaboration that I saw on, uh, I want to say it was IFC. 
Uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, one Halloween, they had a uh, slew of uh, Italian horror movies on. And uh, Suspiria was one of them. And um, I remember when I first saw it, it just completely blew my mind. And it was like just absolutely entering a whole different atmosphere and like a different uh, planet entirely. Because up until then, um, I hadn't seen too many like foreign stuff like at all. Um, I was pretty much just uh, kept to um, like the big four, you know, a few Stephen King films, Chucky Scream, uh, a couple, you know, like Final Destination, Omen, Candyman, stuff like that. So this was kind of like uh, one of like the first films that I ever really saw that kind of like exposed me to foreign horror and just, you know, it, it's always been a, a passion of mine for uh, pretty much ever since I've been a genre fan. So uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be here talking about this one because it's uh, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it sits comfortably in uh, my top, uh, I, I'd say top 10. So uh, yeah, great to uh, be here talking about this one. Well, if you guys don't mind me jumping in. Um, yeah, I, I think this is probably the the most well-known Jalo film. Um, Ooh, um, I, I, I do have an issue with that because I, I really don't think it is a Jalo. Yeah, I, and I that's something that's going to come up, but it is considered yeah. within the genre. I, 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 I see where a lot of the arguments come from, but I, I don't necessarily consider it. And... I, I, the thing is, is that I actually do agree with the arguments, but I actually think that they actually work against the film being a giallo. And you know what? I said the exact same thing to my husband, Sean, the dad over here. Did I not? Yes, you did. And <laughs> so that's something you and I can discuss further uh, um, in, in the conversation. But because um, I have a lot of love for the giallo genre. And um, right now on Shudder, there is this amazing documentary, All the Colors of Giallo, that I highly recommend to people who are unfamiliar with the genre or would like to learn more. Um, but you know how stuff is on Shudder. you got to get on there and get it before it goes. So check out that documentary. But, um, yeah, I, I – but, you know, people – and that's the thing I think that frustrates me, and that's kind of where I was going a little bit, is that this is probably the most famous Jalo film. But I'm always kind of like, it's not really a Jalo film, and they'll look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, how much Jalo have you seen? And they're just kind of looking at me like, well, I've seen, you know, Zombie by Fulci. And I'm like, okay, so you're you're an amateur here. Your <laughs> argument is invalid. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Suspiria, the thing, you know, a lot of people, and, and the highest praise that I always hear from it is about its visual style, which it certainly has in abundance. Um the the style and i'm going to uh go into kind of a, a long quote here i'm just get this shit out of the way um the style is called pretendo rossi it's uh means deep red and uh they utilize like vivid color bizarre camera angles um you know kind of uh panning dizzy shots um there's uh, a lot of kind of what they called this this particular critic called flamboyant tracking shots um, disorienting, um, framing composition, um, fetish, 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 God damn it. Fetishini Alfredo? Fetishini Alfredo. Fetishistic. There we go. Fetishistic. My brain just wasn't doing it. Today, Junior. Go fuck yourself. Close-ups. 
of uh, quivering eyes, weird objects like knives, dolls, marbles, glass figures, things like that. Um, surreal uses of color. And uh, the two that are most known for that are Baba, which was the predecessor in many ways, well, in, in all ways, to Argento. But Argento became the one best known for it, who kind of became like the next coming of Baba. Because uh, Baba started the giallo genre, technically. He was the first director, did the first films. And, you know, Argento borrowed from that. So what we get here is really kind of that long story that I wanted to get out. But there is a name for the style. And so people that love the, the visual style and the colors, um, I think that's that's valid. I mean, it's, it's really great. And I'll let Erica talk more about, like, the inspiration behind, uh, you know, like, as far as, like, in a literary sense, uh, about where the story came from, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to point that out, because that, that's everyone's argument, it's like, oh, but it looks so cool, and I'm like, okay, it does, <laughs> but I could go on from there, and I will later. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll just hop on real quick, um, I think I saw this, had to have been late 90s, um, 98, 99, I was about 18 or 19, and I had just seen Zombie for the first time, and so from watching, you know, Zombie, I started to explore more into foreign horror, Italian horror, uh, watched some more Fulci films, House by the Cemetery, uh, City of the Living Dead, things like that, and through that, I found Argento. And I don't believe this was the first one. I want to say Deep Red was the first Argento film that I saw. And so when I watched this, I've, I'll be the first to admit, I did not enjoy it at all. Um, and I don't That's know if it was... the ice. I, well, I don't, I don't know if it was the time period, like my age and what, you know, the things that I had was watching at the time and it it seems like this film for me like it it just drug on and it's not a, it's not a very long film it's 90 minutes you know but it it felt a lot longer than it did um the the visuals in it are fucking amazing uh the cinematography is great but it just it it didn't hold me um and didn't watch it for years i didn't revisit this for a long long time and i think last year Candy and I sat down and, and rewatched it, and I enjoy it more now than I did when I was younger, but I still feel like it lacks something for me. Um, it, it feels like it kind of has like a saggy middle um, to where it, it, it kind of feels like it's overly long in the middle. I, there, this film has a lot of merits to it, and I can totally see why a lot of people put this in their top 10. I can totally see why this film has become the classic that it has. Uh, but I just, for me personally, it's just not my uh, type of movie. All right, um, who would like to go next? Uh, I'm just glad that I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the only one on what? I, I, am not, <laughs> I am not crazy about this style of horror. I'm sorry. And I mentioned in when we were talking before we started recording, I feel like the guy who goes out to the fancy restaurant with all his friends and orders the chicken tenders and, you know, applesauce kids meal, <laughs> but I can't help it. I, I'm not going to lie, uh, but it's also because I was not ever exposed to this genre of horror. 
as a kid, I think it's all, it's like how if you're not exposed to a lot of different foods when you're a kid, you don't develop it. You, you, you eat as a child the rest of your life. You know, you're or, or if you're my son, he just refuses to try because we eat a lot of yeah. exotic food. Because you want him to, right? He's just like, I want the chicken tenders or the right. cheeseburger. And I'm like, we're at a fucking, you know, genuine Italian restaurant. You got to order something, dude. I, it just, it, it's, I think Sean just summed it up. It just, it, the middle, the middle just drags. A lot of the shots, just, they just linger on these shots for so long. And I know that's the style, but I'm impatient. I guess I have a little uh, ADHD. I want to get things moving. I love the use of color and the weird tracking shots are great. It's just very strange. Uh, I, I just, I, I know I, f I feel terrible, but Why? I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to love it. It's, it's just not for me. That's totally okay if we all agree to be. I, I, I can't. I, I'll, I'll think of a good reason why later. I promise. <laughs> I think you have plenty of good reasons. That, that's exactly well, first. Because I'm from New Jersey. Forget about it. <laughs> You're a good fella. <laughs> um, for me, uh, the first time I saw this was a couple of months ago because I think we had it on the schedule earlier. Uh, I am a migraine sufferer. Uh, it does not take a lot. Uh, the colors are in, in this are intense. Uh, the tracking shots are vertigo. Uh, uh, just, um, it was a lot. It, it was a lot to take in. And it's a lot for a neurodivergent person to, to handle. Um, but that being said, um, the, the storyline I mean, it's a little, you know, it's a little slow. It does sag in the middle, like me and Winnie the Pooh. Um, oh, Winnie. But uh, <laughs> some of the scenes reminded me of Saw, so I did appreciate that in a way. Um, but I, I loved the costumes. And then, of course, with this being a, a dance school and ballet school. I, there was no dancing. I was excited to try to see some of that, but considering the two main stars couldn't dance, I, I see why there was no <laughs> dancing in it. I learned something, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to, to do, you know, first position, second position. You know, you could do something. We see uh, on pointe for about five seconds. Yeah. Long enough to, to, you know, get through something, but, um, it, it, it's, uh, eye opening in not the best way for a migraine sufferer. Uh, I get clusters. I feel you. Yeah, I get, uh, I have migraines with aura and cluster migraines. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so this, one, this was a journey. <laughs> I, you know, it was great. I do love Jessica Harper. However, my, my favorite movie with her in it is shock treatment. You know, you can dip me in the dumpster if you want to, but you know, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Along. Why would I do that? <laughs> I like it. But, um, um, I mean, you know, the story's, the story's good. I haven't watched, uh, the remake or, or anything, but, uh, you know, cause, uh, too afraid of, you know, possible camera angles, colors, migraines, uh, that kind of thing. But, um, uh, you know, if they were to come out with this later and then add smell-o-vision in it, I definitely would avoid it at all costs with that too. 
I have to I have to say on one thing though that this potential love interest that they didn't develop Mark with the good hair and the tight pants. When he popped up, I was like, is that Sean Cassidy? Was Sean Cassidy still alive? Yeah. Every guy from I, that time period looks like Sean Cassidy. Let's be Yeah, fair. they do. I was like, I need to ask my mom about this movie. Cause like mom was like, Oh, that was Sean Cassidy. But then when I looked it up, it wasn't Sean Cassidy. So I didn't ask mom, but that dude was an actual or is an actual like pop idol in Spain and Italy. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Hot stuff, you know, shake, shake the pants. <laughs> but yeah. So is, so is Hasselhoff though. So. Germany. Yeah. I, I was going to make a joke about that. Uh, he had Cheryl Teague's hair, but I wasn't sure if anybody would get the bouncing and behaving. And yeah, I know about, I am, I'm obsessed with the seventies. I was born in 79, so I feel like that's fair. If I can, I can love it. I was born then. Everybody's feathered and... <laughs> I was going to do it to my hair tonight if I hadn't overslept with my night living dad dream. But I'm curious to hear from Erica. Yeah, so I don't actually remember when I first saw this. Like, I think it may have been on Monster Vision, but then I was trying to find out if, in fact, that aired on Monster Vision, and I don't see any proof that it did so i it could be some false memory on my part but, uh, effect. yeah yeah <laughs> if, if not on monster vision i at least saw it by the time i was in college you know as a freshman or or so um but yeah i fell in love with it instantly i love the the wild colors the cinematography the soundtrack which um, yeah, that Goblin soundtrack is just phenomenal. Like the music's eerie, but then they layer in all these just creepy sounds, like whispering voices, these groans, the weird growling, you know, kind of guttural sounds. So even um, even some the, kind of like pornographic sounds in some scenes. Be, yeah. yeah, I mean, like there's yeah. just a, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, and yeah, like the music played a really big part in setting the mood here. Well, I think you'll find uh, when I share some of our, every response was positive when I posted this, but it was always music and visuals. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I can't shit on Goblin. They wrote the gonk, man. Like, okay. you know, right. my that's love my, for Dawn of the Dead. But That's my ringtone. I'm so proud. <laughs> my, my my text tone is they're coming to get you, Barbara, so we can be Romero snobs together. But... Nice, nice. So, yeah, after seeing this, I, I know this was the first Argento film that I saw, but I, for a while, was, like, really obsessed with his films. Of course, I started with the earlier ones. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy is a genius. And then, like, I saw his more recent films, and I'm just like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> uh, I'm like, just, yeah. Uh, I'm just like, how is this the same person? It's like a whole like other discussion. Mother of Tears. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I don't think Mother of Tears was, like, by any means the worst of his, like, more recent films. But uh, definitely was, like, a big step down, to put it mildly. Um. Definitely, though, it so doesn't hold. I, um, I impart my hot take that uh, I actually like Mother of Tears more than Inferno. Oh, really? <laughs> but, you know, Inferno is not great. Inferno is a wonky movie. Like, I like it, but it's it's very odd. And there's, like, cruelty against cats. So it's like, yeah, no. like cat <laughs> we're all cat people. It's a big no-no. 
we don't we don't like people being mean to to kitties. I'm allergic <laughs> and I'm against cruelty to cats. Yeah. <laughs> How do you and Tibby do? I am on a lot of allergy meds. I am too, honestly. It's how I manage having three kitties, so. Yeah, I guess if you love them enough, you'll do what you, you gotta do. Although now well, I regret not naming the cats after the three mothers in this series. That could have been really rad. That would have been cool. Really- yeah. <laughs> you can name them. You can rename them. It's not like cats know their names anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> I give my, my cats have first and middle names. Uh, and then we call them Brenda and Beans, and they're both males. Um, but yeah, or, or shithead, yeah, that's, face, yeah. uh, dumbass. Get the fuck down from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fuck yeah. are you doing, that's dumbass? A... I started yelling at Tibby when she starts trying to scratch the molding. I'm like, ma'am, what are you doing, ma'am? And she's like, ma'am, oh, I don't know what. Fuck. Yeah, Brenda ruined all the door jams in the house, and I'm just like, why, you son of a bitch? I love you. <laughs> yes, I always say, like, I follow it up with, I love you so much, or I love you. <laughs> but yeah, cats. <laughs> um, well, since we, we started on our hot takes, I'm going to give mine. Um, I This film has no fucking plot. The story... <laughs> While it was inspired by some really awesome shit, which I, I, I told Eric I will let her have that part. Um, by some interesting shit. It's it's like it it's really a weak script and the story is shit. Like like Crystal brought up what I was gonna bring up, the dancing. Um, we don't really see too much of it when they're doing oh, here's this step, and I'm like, everybody's doing like eighteen different steps. I took ballet. Like, what the fuck is going on? And she's supposed to hang in there. You know, like, what is going on? And uh, I I do want to bring up the remake. Um, I'm a fan, and that is my hottest take, probably. I really enjoyed the remake. And it, Crystal, I will tell you this. And we'll probably get into spoilers anyway about that film, just to bring it up in, in um, you know, uh, comparison. But it doesn't have the, the bright colors or anything like that. And I think it would have been stupid... As a remake or a reimagining to try and emulate that style, mm-hmm. I, and so I think that was a smart decision. And the dance is very important in that one. And when Erica and I were talking about it, uh, she was kind of like, "Well, I get a little tired of that part." I never did. I, I never really. got tired of anything. And the story is very rich. Uh, things that are kind of hinted at in this are expanded upon in it. I actually really, really, really like the remake. I really, really I- like it. I do too. I do like the remake. I do feel like it could have been like 30 minutes shorter. It was and a little long, but yeah. But I mean, there are so many cool things about it. it. It does like do some different things with the story. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, if you are not a fan of the the bright primary colors in the original, the remake, it's, it's very drab except for accents of red for blood or for the dancers costumes. I love it, the it, costumes it, they wear for bulk. Yeah, yeah, but I, the parts that started to kill me were the prolonged dance scenes and then the dance instructors giving their bullshit, you know, pretentious, you know, talks about what the dance moves symbolize. It's weightlessness and it's blah, blah, blah. And I go, like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I think probably because the dance was, it figures in so prominently to the plot. It, it does. I, I do like the fact that in the remake, they're clear about the dance moves actually being spells. So like the positions that they form with their bodies or the moves they make in the air are actually the spells that make things happen. 
and that's we like, see, a really, like a really yeah, good that, example of that pretty early in the film and then yeah it's and so that good. stays with you like i just thought it was it was much tighter even though it's much longer um mm -hmm. it, it feels about the same length as this film that was, and uh, i just the really, dancing with this the okay. dancing with the spells is the only thing i actually like about the remake i think it's awful a lot of people do like we're, we're probably oh, yeah. the hot takes on that because I actually really like it. And honestly, if you give me the choice between watching this one again and the remake again, I'm going to pick the remake. It's just much well, the more. Only thing, the only reason why I actually, the only reason why I actually do think the remake is awful is because I, I can't stand that second uh, character that uh, Tilda Swinton plays. There is no uh, reason for that doctor to be there. If you cut him completely out of the film. I, if you I cut him completely out of the movie, Quentin you also saw the two and a half hour thing because his storyline is completely removed and <laughs> you completely remove the fact that it's just a pretentious side character that's there just to make her uh, make her look better as an actress. If you yeah, cut I him mean, out of the film. I, I'm never mad at what Tilda Swinton does, though, to be fair. And I knew it was her and it still worked for me. I actually didn't mind it. It, it had some really cool do that character sequences that I enjoyed, uh, like cinematography wise and just, you know, style wise, like there is a style to the remake, but it, it didn't try to emulate Argento's mm -hmm. thing. And like with the bright colors, it's actually much more drab and, um, it focuses more. There's definitely a lot more story to it, but you know, maybe that's just me and Erica's hill to die on. I I like yeah, it. I really I do love it. the twist ending of the remake. Oh, too. it's good. That's it's good. That's fun. But yeah, I I do feel like parts of that movie easily could have been trimmed, and you know, nothing would have been lost. Although I didn't mind Tilda Swinton uh, playing the doctor, and I didn't even, didn't even know that was her until after the fact, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, having her play three different characters and in the same movie was a, a bold choice we'll say <laughs> i i it didn't bother me like i said i love anything that she fucking does she's so phenomenal as an actress and can really she has the range that everybody wishes they had as yeah actor, you know but mm -hmm. that's that's my my take on that so so crystal i i urge you to to watch it because i think you might enjoy that one more I was interested in, in seeing it when I saw that Tilda Hit Swinton was was in it. Um, it's just that I was like, well, you know, if it's kind of like remake or reimagine and they went, you know, they they could have went either way. Like, oh, we're going to blast the fuck out of people's eyeballs with with, you know, 4D <laughs> and colors and stuff. And uh -huh. I think that um, would have been a dumb choice. Yeah. You know, or or they could have went, you know, oh, we're going to try this in black and white and did like kind of a Schindler's List thing with just some splashes of red with black and white. I would have been like, yes, let me see that. Maybe. That's interesting. Um, but what they actually do, it, I think you'll enjoy. OK, yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. Because that was that's like one of my main things with this was like, you know, it got a little much, especially with some of the hallway shots and then some of like the black and white patterns and the way the camera tilts, because even like in person with like some of those like Ripley's believe it or not places and stuff where they have the rooms that they don't tilt, but the patterns tilt. Like my head is like, girl, you, you cannot, no ma'am <laughs> lay down and army crawl through this. No. Get your image <laughs> 
Um, Sean, Dad, you watched this remake with me. Do you want to weigh in here? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I I thought um, it was a little long, um, and I do agree that the the uh, the doctor um, that could have been cut because hmm. I I felt like I felt like I was watching two different stories, and I was waiting for the payoff, and it was like like okay, are we gonna get somewhere with this? Are we getting somewhere with this? And it just it it, it just felt like that that drug on i do love tilda swinton um and i didn't know that that was her i just found out just now uh, <laughs> today years old so yeah i was today today years old um but yeah no i i enjoyed it um you know i'm not much of a, a fan of dancing i uh am white i cannot dance myself um but and it's not something that i i enjoy watching it's like golf you know, like I just, I just oh, don't I like love watching watch, it. You know, me and dancing. Right. So, so like that, you know, I mean, it, it hurt. take it, I could take it or leave it. Um, also but, a dancer. Yes. I feel you. Yes. Yeah. But I just, you know, I just not a fan. I have a question, Candy, about, about the no plot comment in this. Okay. A comparison. All right. Which one has less of a plot? This. Or Magic Mike. <laughs> I haven't seen Magic Mike, but I'm assuming. Oh my god! Magic I Mike hated that movie so That's, much. I knew I would hate that movie. That's why I didn't fucking watch it. <laughs> you know, because I felt you know, like this one's not interested. Well, this one I felt like kind of had a plot. I could kind of follow it, you know. Besides going like I can't, I can't with the. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't have a plot. I'm just saying it's so paper thin. Right, Magic yeah. Mike just like straight up had no plot. <laughs> there was so much potential for plot here and it, it yeah this is never... a versus that oh yeah sorry candy i was just saying this is a versus that should have been submitted for this episode like the witches in suspiria versus the male strippers in magic <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna pick the witches <laughs> <laughs> me too me too <laughs> i think that'd be universal uh, yeah probably too easy <laughs> Dave's, so. Dave's picking the male dancers, I already know. Uh, I, I haven't seen Magic Mike. I'm going to watch it later tonight, though. Yes! <laughs> Don't watch it, it sucks. I, I didn't oh, i got to get my Joe Manganiello on. I like him, but I'll watch him in True Blood, thanks. Ew. <laughs> I love True Blood, girl. Al Seed. Girl. True Blood's my shit. That was oh, my man. stories right there. We got off at a tangent. <laughs> oh, well, what's new? We we yeah. do that. We do that. Specials. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I know we're that, known for that. Uh, Don, you and I were talking earlier, and you're like, "Oh, well, we'll bring up Charlotte tonight." I'm like, "You really think we're gonna go go in depth with that?" There's too many of us, and we all have ADD or something. We just go somewhere yeah. else. So, real <laughs> quick, before we get into that, can I? I just want to talk about a particular scene um, in this film. It's a scene that that. I, I enjoyed and I also like almost laughed hysterically at the same time. And it's what I it's what I've been referring to as the the uh, slinky graveyard scene. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> look at those slinkies, they're killing her. When when Sarah Sarah climbs out the window and she yeah. looks she looks across and she sees the other window. And so as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, she's gonna try to leap from one window to the other. She looks down. And then she just kind of like drops off 
in, into this gigantic fucking tangled slinky, right? Which is supposed yeah, to be barbed wire. Which is supposed to be barbed wire. I get or it. Or I, right. Yeah. I, I totally understand. Um, but it's the whole thing was like she looked down and then she jumped into it. And then it was like, oh, my, like shock. Like, oh, my God. I, how did this get here? <laughs> I didn't make it. Right. And so, I don't so even that. I think it was I like, didn't make it. It was like she didn't fucking see it or something. Right, right. And so that, that kind of, that kind of, I chuckled about that. I thought it was pretty funny. We both did. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> but I then, about that one. But then the scene ends with that awesome throat slash. Yeah. And and so that was like one of those moments where I'm like sitting here laughing and then it happened and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know? that scene reminded me of Saw. A right, bit. right, right. Yeah. Because when she fell in, I was like, are there needles there? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what's up? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, you're a dancer and you can't hop. <laughs> I don't think these people actually could dance. Yeah, like you can't plie across there. Come on now. See, I just I took it more as like she looked down, she saw the razor wire, and she's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out," and just fucking <laughs> jumped right into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that is an effectively disturbing scene. Her laying in the uh, razor wire that is pretty disturbing. I thought it was yeah. really getting tangled up in it. It's like, Oof. well, they do that in song too. Um, I'm still not watching it. Jeff, <laughs> I mean, Jeff, something to say, Don? No, I was gonna say the one thing that I do like about that is. You look, you, you, you're right. She does look down, but then when you see the shot of her jumping off, the camera is positioned so you never see the floor. Right. So as soon as she hits, the shock is the fact that it's actually there, and I think that's what actually makes it work is the fact that, yeah, you look, you get that split second shot of her across the floor, and you see the clear path to the door, and then she, you see the split shot of her jumping down, and then bam, it's there. Like that's the power of their. You get like the sense of their powers at play right, right then and there. Yeah, it does work in that way, but it was still like we we still did chuckle a little bit about it. Like, wow, she <laughs> just chose that, didn't she? I'll be honest, I, I I did laugh at it as well the first time I saw I saw it, just because the the movements are just so exaggerated and it just looks like so comical with her trying to like swim but just like falling back over on herself. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like yeah. she's doing it looks like she's trying to like do like the breaststroke or like you know she's trying to like just like swim her way out and she's just like getting her dress caught and like her hair's going all over the place and just yeah. like screaming like a lunatic. Because right, it right. does look kind of funny when you just like you know you're just like watching it just like in just like a like a complete like blank slate. It does look kind of funny just like the way she's like struggling in it because that's not the way barbed wire works right <laughs> that's why we were like yeah slinkies yeah the more you move the worse it gets right right no, my my scene that i always nitpick every fucking time i watch it is right at the beginning and it, it, it happens you know it, it's a recurring theme is where she's she shows up it's fucking storming okay like loud as fuck how long has it been storming you know like they make a big thing of it it's really really loud she sees this girl screaming at the door you cannot hear her and mm -hmm. then it's like suddenly she's a lip reader like throughout the movie like <laughs> oh i can read lips, lips but only that. in in certain time frames and then she remembers absolutely everything that she said and i'm like but you didn't hear it i don't understand I mean, I understand the point of, like, why it was done. So us, the viewers, don't know. We're discovering it as she's discovering it. But I think if there was something to discover, they should have at least had her close enough to hear and, like, recalling it because it didn't seem important at the time. 
But it was like, it was, she wasn't. She was all the fucking way across the street, practically. And it was like, okay. So that always bugs me about this film. I'm like, yeah, okay. um, I, I think that's just a common thing from Argento with his jellos because he did the exact same thing with Bird, not necessarily with the voice, but he did the same. He did the same trick in Bird because that's how he pulls off the opening uh, killer switch because he does the same exact thing. So I think that's probably a, a giallo trick of his. Yep. 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 Yeah. What bothered me with the opening where she's there is just how much rain they have just pelting her. I'm like, you're just going to stand there with the door open and you're just getting pelted with all this water just thrown on you. You're just going to continue to stand there. Yeah. I mean, and, and this really loud thunderstorm where she can't hear what's being said, but then she can. Right. <laughs> so all like, of a sudden. I'm like, if that's your plot device, it, it, as far as like a Jalo, like what you're, where you're not trying to reveal the secrets, like we could have placed her closer and just started to remember fragments of where she was close enough to hear it. You know, what we didn't know, and maybe she didn't realize, you know, which is what they do, but it's like she was so far away and it was so loud, there's no fucking way. Like, right. that, that throws me out every time I bitch about it, every time. So I'm bitching about it now. No. <laughs> well, I think, too, like, you know, when she's when she's in the cab and they're leaving and, and she looks over and she sees, sees her running through the woods, like, why wouldn't you just, like, hey, stop the car? Do you need a ride? Like, and, and not only just that, but like when she mentioned it or is remembering stuff or people ask her about it as the intrigue goes on, she never mentions that to anyone. Not well, Sarah, the, not, not anyone. Right. Well, no, she, she, does, she does mention it because when she's being led up into her room, she she ducks back over to the headmaster with who's being interrogated by the police. She does duck back and say, I saw her leaving the thing at such and such a time. Yeah, I, I, at eleven. I, I'm yeah. saying I don't know if she yeah, actually she says, says anything, but she does. She does yes, step back does and say that she. Yeah, she does see her. Yeah, and she when, says that she saw her, but she doesn't say like I saw this bitch running through the woods, <laughs> screaming <laughs> the whole time, right. with, with in the middle really of the thunder goblin soundtrack over the top. Um, <laughs> you know, she never says any of that to anyone. There was yeah, there was a funny, funny thing I saw. She said she, she, you stop the cab, and you know, there's this woman running through the woods. There are white people, and there are people who are white. Yes, <laughs> she saw that movie. She knew how it end. She is, she is a person who is white. No, uh, no we we not stopping. Um, that bitch got herself in trouble. Uh, that bitch can defend herself. She's running through the no. woods. I I will say I will say that that very first kill though, just. She just keeps getting stabbed and yeah, stabbed, like, and we were she's like, not dying. She I'm is like, man, not she's dying. She's like the everlasting bitch right here. That's why I called her and said the everlasting gobstopper. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm a feminist, and I say bitch and whore and slut because they're words of uh, that are slurs that I've taken to make words of power. But so I say well, like, something like that bitch or whatever. But I'm totally not being disrespectful to women because I love women. But. You know, the thing is, it's like she finally dies when we get that really cool, like, definitely a Jalo style stab directly into her heart. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> even, yeah, even the person stabbing is like, God damn, she won't fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Why won't she die? Is there a wrong spot to stab somebody? There is a wrong spot. You can keep stabbing and stabbing and stabbing and you're in the wrong spot. And you have to reveal this? basically the entire heart and then stab them directly. Yeah, like, wow. Heart. Not in the heart area, but into the heart. It's so rip them and open, the put it into your heart. Jesus. 
And it's different for a man and a woman. It's based on the intercostal space of the so, ribs. So, you got to count down. So if you stab a woman in the heart, they don't die, but a man does die? It or? depends on where you stab. You need to go into the apex of the heart. Crystal's uh, a nurse, Don. <laughs> <laughs> we get the medical analysis on these. Not a murderer, just a nurse. Yeah, not a, that, that we know of. <laughs> or that we know of. It's important. Although, who would know how to get rid of a body better than a nurse? Oh, well, no, we talked about that because I'm also from the country. Yeah, there's all kinds of places. <laughs> but Crystal is multi-talented. So if I ever go missing... Yeah, we know where to look. We will never know where to look, though. Yeah, he just told me we weren't watching my favorite horror movie. Yeah, and he's, he just he left. <laughs> we don't know what happened. And oh. I'm sorry, the, the, the headmistress's movie, I cannot watch this movie without thinking of her. She looks like... Uh, in interview with the vampire, the old uh, tart that, uh, that that they take out into the woods with their two poodles. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's all I can see when I look at her with the mole and the hair. And the hair. Uh, I expect to, you know one of them to grab some poodles and eat them right there. Bichon <laughs> Frise. Yeah. God bless you. Um, Erica, did you want to talk about the uh, where the inspiration for the story came from? Uh, sure. Well, <clears throat> in terms of uh, literary influences, uh, big influence was uh, Thomas de Quincey's work. Um, he had uh, a series of, I guess, essays or prose poems called Suspiria de Profundis, uh, published in 1845, I believe. In that, I'm pulling up... Um, uh, copy of the text here there's oh yeah it's uh there was one of the essays called Levana and our ladies of sorrow where he introduces the three mothers that are then the inspiration for argento's films um this is like some really fucking dense reading though like i think it would help if you're really high when you read this um like he was on opium <laughs> yes yeah he he had also had a book called what confessions of an opium eater i believe yeah well, yeah up. but there's uh lines like they may utter voices through the organs of man when they dwell in human hearts but amongst themselves is no voice nor sound eternal silence reigns in their kingdoms they spoke not they talked with levana they whispered not they sang not though sometimes methought they might have sung for i upon earth had heard their mysteries oftentimes deci deciphered by lamp or by harp and timbrel by dulcimer and organ like on and on like this this is like um very flowery writing but there's uh these three mysterious like goddess figures who were uh the names of whom were directly used for uh suspiria mother of size there's uh, the um, uh, mother of darkness mother of tears so that's uh, exactly where dario argento got um, that part of that plot yeah yeah and it it's uh I think it's interesting um as an idea and Argento mm -hmm. himself said that he he did this film like as sort of like an experience in hallucinatory, you know, drugs mm -hmm. like like an acid trip basically and um it feels very much like that um yes, where we get those crazy visuals and like shit that doesn't white makes sense but you're okay with it like you feel like you understand regardless <laughs> you know so he is effective in that and i, yeah, I have so to point out one quick thing like 
you know, he wrote this with Dario Nicolotti, which, you know, was his wife, um, Anna. I always think it's so weird because Dario and Daria. And I'm like, what if my name was Shauna? And it'd be Sean and Shauna. You know, that's basically what we're getting here is Dario and Daria. But but um, Daria actually uh, provided, you know, it was her story and he helped her write the script. So mm -hmm. she deserves, you know, credit for the ideas and somewhere like dreams of hers and shit like that. But I just want to bring that up. I'm sorry. Um, Don yeah. Yara Gaston, we're talking all the shit. And I definitely want to hear you. <laughs> It happens, man. It does. Say about Daria, you know, Nickelodeon, but I can wait. So the only thing that I, I, I actually do like um, the fact that it's got Daria's uh, influence in this because it kind of adds like a fairy tale atmosphere to it. That's it, it sets it apart from the rest of his films. You know, you add the, uh, you know, I mean, it's a well-publicized story, but the fact that this was originally written um, for young girls um, I think they said that the original draft of the screenplay that the girls were supposed to be like aged just 12 to 16, right, even yeah. though that there was um, there was never really mm -hmm. any like real changes to the script other than, you know, they aged them up to like, you know, proper adults. But, uh, you know, you still see like an, a childlike influence and like an innocence into a lot of what's going on, just like the way she wanders through the building. You know, the way that, uh, you know, all of the doctors treat her, you know, whenever she like falls over and, you know, you get like the sense that there's like this paternal at, or not necessarily like paternal, but like family kind of um, influence over how they're treating her and how they're trying to, you know, carry on this clandestine operation and, you know, trying to keep their coven hidden. And, you know, you see like this, it, it kind of like adds like a fairy tale, like supernatural atmosphere to it that I, I think kind of like really sets it apart from like the rest of his homes at that point. Yeah. I believe um, Snow White, specifically mm -hmm. like Disney Snow White that's where he got the color scheme was a big influence here um, and that was from 1937 but we also have the bluebeard aspect you know which we very much sense uh, at the end you know our climax of the film um, you know I like that I like that part of it a lot um, Erica you had something to say about Daria Oh, um, just I, I feel like after uh, she and uh, Dario split, that's when his work took a steep decline. So it did. I've uh, I, I kind of think she was like a lot more involved with the good ideas than what she was given credit for. And I read that she really had to fight to get any kind of screenwriter credits for Suspiria. It was kind of a last minute thing. And then there were other films that she had involvement with as a screenwriter, but her name doesn't show up on the credits. So um, yeah, I, I kind of think that you know, like she maybe she was like the real genius of the pair, because like from what we see of Dario's more recent films, it's like, oof. Uh, oof, yeah. <laughs> that's that's about all I can say about it. <laughs> a lot of them are just unwatchable. Like I couldn't I literally could not finish um, some of them. Well, the other yeah. thing, too, he's pushing 70 and 80, so not necessarily you're going to be in your best uh, shape to make what you did 30 years earlier. So. See, Fritz George Lang Romero, managed. who I love, but, like, his films, which... I was going to use Romero as an example. Well, only and... I'm allowed to do that, because I love <laughs> him so much. We got a badass yeah. over here. You, it's me. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I got just a little bit distracted. I know we don't talk about sports, but the NFL draft is on. And the, <laughs> the first round pick is a kid from my hometown. Oh, nice. So, cool. Congrats. Do you know him? Cool. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I was expecting that answer. Did you come from a, like a really small town? Very small hometown. Very small. Ten thousand people. The median age is over eighty-five. Everybody knows everybody. Oh, wow. so like where my grandparents lived. Yeah. All the young yeah. people got the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you don't, then like you know. No. The big event stuff. there was when they got a McDonald's. Probably. Gosh, my grandpa died in. Uh, God, 19, no, 20, 2006. A Longhorns so, is coming. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they don't, Bicknell, Indiana, does not have, they got the, the McDonald's, and it's, it's, like, the big deal there. That's the only place to go. And they got another stoplight, so. My, my grandfather talked about the McDonald's in my hometown, the big story for him that he told me uh, every year uh, until he died was that Jimmy Carter came to our McDonald's. Oh. And the ice cream machine was broken. Nobody came to Bicknell unless they knew somebody that lived there, probably their grandparents. That is, that is that is my hometown, yeah. But see, like, with Indianapolis, we're a huge city, so people are like, oh, so-and-so's from Indianapolis. You know them? I'm like, how the fuck? No, I don't. I grew up on the west side <laughs> near Speedway. Like, I know that shit, but I didn't, like, talk to everybody. Fuck, that's a lot of people just in that area. Yeah, Sean and I happened to know each other through happenstance. We went to the same grade school, but he moved away to Brownsburg. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like we never would have, if we hadn't met in grade school, we never would have met. And Brownsburg is just the suburb, like, of Indy. So it's like this huge city. So people are like, oh, you know this person? I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, we have it. how big our city is? No. Oh, my God. We have an elementary school, a middle school, a high school. So we have so many high schools. Like, no, you you go, go through you go through that. So everybody knows everybody. So when I go home, people still think I live there, and so they're like, "Oh, it's so nice that you're out getting your parents' groceries and stuff, and like how you doing and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's nice. I'm picking up these groceries for them." Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I had I had a little bit of that like small town. Where, you know, probably the best parts of my childhood, most normal parts of my childhood took places out in the country. So I have mm-hmm. the country in me. Like, but it's just, no, I'm a big yeah. city girl. I don't, I like to go there to visit for a minute, but my grandparents are both dead now, so I don't go there anymore. Yeah, Dave likes to say he and I had very different childhoods. We did. I can imagine because I know I know bits of, of Dave from the through the years and he grew up in Jersey and it's like he tells these stories. I'm like, wow, that's way different than Crystal. Yeah. My road I lived on wasn't paved till I was 14 and we didn't even have cable till then. Oh, dear Lord. No, no, no. I, w- I grew up in such an urban place that like I lived near the like the uh, the ghetto. And so it was like, yeah, we have we have slums here. Yeah, um, door, I, door. I was so poor, <laughs> poor white trash. Oh. <laughs> yeah, DoorDash is just now like in my hometown. <laughs> and like, there's like, and it's just pork rinds. That's all they deliver. 
We well, actually, I mean, best in Indy, we in had, the, country comes we had the biggest IMAX for a really long time. Like, you know, shit comes here. It's pretty cool. But people forget about us, like, because we don't feel like a big city. I mean, we feel like a city, but, like, when you come here, it doesn't feel like as big yeah. a city as it is. Because it's it's very Hoosier. Yes. Very mm -hmm. Hoosier. You have to yeah. live in Indiana and understand that, I guess. The Hoosierness. Great, great movie, though. It is. It is. Yes, a good movie. The underuse of Barbara Hershey in, in in times later is just anything with Dennis Hopper. Don't get caught watching the paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get well, we all know my, my take on Dennis Hopper. We've talked about that, but I do like <laughs> you know Gene Hackman. And stuff, so. Yeah, we so, watched Apocalypse Now yesterday for the first time in a long time. And Dennis Hopper's in that for like five minutes, but he just owns it for when he's in it. Yeah. Watch out, those monkeys bite. You just love him. Because <laughs> that's just Dennis Hopper being Dennis Hopper. It's like, no, we need you to act really crazy. And Hopper's like, oh, I can do that. Dude, that was that was him in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. That just, was him in like fucking every movie he's ever done. Every, he's just so great. He's just so fucking nuts. No. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy person. Anyway, um, that was a sidetrack. I'm sorry about it. I heard my name and I was like, sorry, this is why I'm distracted because my phone is blowing up trying to tell people to get lost. But I'll quickly, uh, and for my last remarks upon this film, I do want to agree with Erica uh, about Daria uh, Nicolodi. Uh, I, I really think that, you know, she did provide, you know, like his work from that time and, and a little in previous to um, Daria a little bit, you know, where he was really at his A game with like girl, uh, Bert, uh, with crystal plumage and, you know, all that kind of shit, uh, was just way better. And then when she came along, it got another quality, but when they split up and I, maybe her non-inclusion for the things that she, um, offered up, had something to do with the split. I'd fucking leave. I'd be like, bitch, I'm like doing your homework here. And you're not even gonna like hook me up whatsoever. So yeah, there, there there was like a downward swing in his work, and it just continued to go. <laughs> That's my opinion. But uh, before we head into other things, uh, Don, you're our guest, and I feel you know everybody's first time on the show, they get talked over, but they usually want to come back because they're like, oh, now I understand how they do things. And they, they usually come back and have a lot more fun. So I hope you've had some fun. But um, I'd love to hear, like, closing thoughts. And you can go on as long as you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, uh, this is easily in uh, my top ten of all time. Um, I love the color scheme. I love, the you know, the, the technical merits. Uh, it, it actually feels kind of funny um, saying that people don't really like this one. Because it feels very much like a modern film, um, the way it's set up in its structure. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, the, this uh, art house kind of uh, genre film is very structured heavily on this one where, you know, you get a strong opening, you kind of get like a sag in the middle and then, you know, it brushes to an end. It, it feels very much like this modern slow burn kind of a horror film. So it feels very weird to say people uh, don't really like this one because it feels very much ahead of its time and it feels very uh, modern in the way it's set up and the way it's a structured um fantastic ending I, I i love the uh you know the way it's it ends uh, i i do have a complaint that the finale confrontation is a bit uh, kind of rushed it doesn't necessarily feel like this big grand you know be all end all battle you know it's just especially it feels more like a, marcos you know who's this big yeah it just feels like around. a like a 
it just feels like a you know lucky strike that you know she just happens to make one little stab and that's the end of it. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm you know necessarily gonna you know strike the film down. I I I think the investigation into the incident is fine. You know, it's not you know a giallo, so it doesn't necessarily have to follow like the way Argento set up you know Bird or Deep Red or you know even something you know like along the lines of uh, you know opera or uh, you know four flies on gray velvet where he doesn't have like a very strong uh, central setup at play um in in, in general I, I still say it's worth a watch um I, I i do understand the criticisms i do understand how it can be overwhelming i do understand how it can be a little you know tiring like i mean like i said it, it just feels very modern in the way it's set up and the way it uh it comes off so it you know, it, it's still uh, definitely worth a watch. I, I'm still kind of torn on the soundtrack. I, I go back and forth on it. Sometimes it sounds like a cacophony of just random noise. Sometimes it actually has a lot of merit and impact. And it definitely, you know, it, it has a lot to offer the film. So I go back and forth on it. But um one thing I, I know we um, kind of missed over one of my all time favorite scene is the dog attack in the pick in the park. I was going to, yeah. I wanted to bring that one up. Yeah. The puppet That's attack. my all time favorite scene. I, I just love the way that that works. You know, you see the shadows on the walls and, you know, in the courthouse and you just know that something's going to happen. Music builds. And then all of a sudden just that one shot, just yeah, right yeah. on the neck and, it kind of yeah, so, it, it it feels like misdirection too because it's exactly you, yeah. the way it keeps showing the the, the 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 way the camera pans and the different cut scenes and the shadows and you think that something's gonna come after him you don't think like I didn't think the first time I watched this I didn't think it was gonna be the dog me neither me neither yeah I was the same way yeah I had the, the, I had the same thing as like okay they're we're finally gonna get to see what they look like and then nope dog rips his throat out yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a fantastic misdirect. I love it. Yeah, but um, it's like when he's gnawing at the meat. <laughs> oh, that was. Yeah. I like my core. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, uh, like I said, in general, it's it's in my top ten of all time. Uh, one of my all time favorite films. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess you know, give it a watch. You know, never know if this is going to appeal to you. If uh, you know, don't give it a shot. But. Uh, I, I do understand the criticism. I'm just, I'm not necessarily on that same page, but yeah, one of the, like I said, one of the best ever made. If I can interject just very quickly uh, before we get to everybody else. Um, I agree with you. It's not a giallo, but a lot of people who are, don't know the genre, they consider it one and it's considered the most famous one because that's the one everybody's seen. And um, so that's my urging is go seek out, other actual giallo films because i got into an argument with somebody about that but uh yeah um anybody final thoughts before we head into our verses our um i'm just gonna read up back a little bit of some of the um heaps of praise that this film got from our listeners and uh you know things like that so yeah i mean i just you know i i agree with don i think i definitely think it's worth a watch um absolutely there are some things about this film that, that don't really appeal to me, but there are some things about it that I really do enjoy. Um, the use of, of the really, really red blood uh, that you see in this, you know, is, is it takes me back to, you know, Dawn of the Dead, 
Yeah. Um, or Tom Savini knew and, the formula for blood. Yeah. Right, right. But it's it's but so it's a giallo trope. Right, but it's you know it, it is it's it's just a testament to the use of colors in this film. And you know you, you guys had talked earlier about the um, LSD trip that he was trying to to bring out with with the the dramatic shots and the colors and things like that and i can attest as someone who used to use lsd it's very trippy it's very trippy i could not there's no way it had i tried to watch this on lsd i probably i probably would have let my dog eat my throat (laughs) I would have noped out. <laughs> I've been like, nope. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like the visual version of Genesis is the lamb lies down on Broadway. It's just this long ass <laughs> yes. acid trip. Right. Right. I love, that by Rush I, love that. For me. I love that album so much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, de- I definitely think that it's worth a watch. Uh, I, you know, everybody's got their own opinions. I, I saw so many people talk about how, beloved this movie is and i get it i totally understand you know i totally understand there are some movies out there that people praise and i watch those films and i'm like what the fuck i and this <laughs> this isn't one of them this isn't one of them. i can totally understand why people love argento and and love this film yeah um anybody else this movie just reminds me of of what why i love being part of this podcast is that it exposes me to things that I wouldn't have otherwise sought out. I would never would have watched this if I hadn't been on the podcast and it, and that's fine. I don't have to love it. The fact is that, you know, we all like different stuff and that's, what's great. We don't all have to like the same stuff. How boring would it be if we all thought day of the dead was the greatest horror movie ever made, which it is. It is. Uh, Thank you. uh, It is. But uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's what makes a horse race, man. We all like different stuff and we can all learn and, be respectful and uh, you know, I don't have to shit all over this movie that because I don't get it. Maybe it's probably my failing, you know? Hey baby, can I have some of the fries that you're getting with your chicken tenders? (laughs) Yeah, you can, no, no, you cannot. No, you can't. And I I get the toy that's in the happy meal. As a girlfriend and your wife, you get, you get half the fries. I get half the fries. That's that's what you sign up for. Men know that. I mean, the use of color is obviously amazing. And, um, it's a, it's a slow burn, I guess, and I guess I'm impatient. I just want my shit now. I like slow burns. Like I'm one of those people that loves Ari Aster films. Like I want a four hour long horror movie. Give it to me, but it has to pay off. It has to work. It has to keep my attention, and it has to build. And if it builds, and then the payoff is great, like let's use Hereditary, or mm-hmm. you know Midsommar. Like I love that shit. Bring it on. I'm but if it's not done well, fuck you. <laughs> Wasting my goddamn time. <laughs> but most of the time, these slow burns, like, like that's why everybody wants to argue about Ari Aster with me. I love that shit. I, I want it longer. Like They're like, this next movie is going to be four hours long. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, he, we know he can do, do it. And that's just part one. And do it well. <laughs> we know he can do a good job. So, I don't know. All right. That. Are we, we ready for verses? I think uh, yeah. we're ready for verses. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Uh, 
tonight's <laughs> versus is actually a candy Sean joint. Um, <laughs> we picked two abominable things to me anyway. Um, I can't remember which part I came up with. Was it the last voice? Probably last voice because vampires. Um, the Monster Squad versus the Lost Boys. And we had some responses to that as well. That lean in a certain direction that I'll tell you afterwards. I haven't made up my mind yet, so I'm going to go last. Okay, um, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> I I have to go with the Lost Boys on this one. Now, the reason I say that is because... Well, hold on. Let me think about it. <laughs> we all got to think about it. Yeah, I don't, well, I was... I was, I, you know, I, I was gonna. I had this whole argument in my head about how the Lost Boys would kick their ass, but then the Lost Boys got their asses kicked by a bunch of fucking dumb punks. They went out too. like bitches. That's why it's hard. Yeah, that is. <laughs> they went out like bitches. Saxophone. <laughs> yeah, saxophone player. Well, we know how I feel about the saxophone player, and he can fuck off. It's the epitome of a man, right there. No, I mean everybody's <laughs> headbanging into saxophone music, and I'm like, you're all on crack. Have you seen him? I'd headbang mm-hmm. to him too. I don't know. You know, I don't like beefy guys. Like, he makes and me I mean, uncomfortable I like, with my body. I like guys with, like, meat on their bones, but oh, I don't like, like, really tough, that's... oiled up guys. Like, oh, yeah. He's oiled up, think. too. He's oiled up. <laughs> he's greasy. Glistening is the And doesn't he have, like, a ponytail? He's got, like, a big old ponytail. Yeah, and he's got, like, the, the tight spandex no. on, and I'm just like, oh, no, honey. That wasn't even He's just, he's, like, fucking gyrating those hips while he's fucking playing that playing, saxophone. And they're, like, and... but the head banging. Oh, I know yeah. what we're watching the tonight. The head banging. We don't head bang oh, baby, saxophone. I love the Lost people. Boy. You got it. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I, I, I'm gonna have to go with the Lost Boys on this because right. I just, I just don't see the, the Those little shits, right? And <laughs> and they were little shits. They were little shits. They were Never little baby. shits. Love baby. Yeah, but but you know, I just, I, and, be, Rudy, and the Rudy reason, Pot. the reason I say that is because yes, the Monster Squad was victorious in their film, but let's look at who they were up against, right? A bunch you, of <laughs> pussy ass motherfuckers trying to be universal monsters. Right. I mean, you had the 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 Gill Man who literally all he did was call come out of a sewer, like that's all he did he the whole fucking up movie. Box. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> kudos to him. But you know, he, he, <laughs> he takes it. Things. Takes takes one shotgun blast to the chest and he's out, you know. So it's like you know, I just I just don't see these the kids standing up to uh, to David and the rest of the Lost Boys. So I'm gonna give it to the Lost Boys. All right, one Lost Boys. Who's next? I'll go Lost Boys. Same reason. Two Lost Boys. All right. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Don't give a fuck. Oh God, he was hot in that. Mm. Yeah. That that was the hot motherfucker in that one. Analogy. And I like the little I like the little kid uh, in Lost Boys dressed up as Adam Ant. That always yeah. cracked me up a little bit. Adam yeah. Ant's the shit. Oh, no, yeah, yes, yes, ma'am, he is. Thank <laughs> you, because everybody else is like Adam Ant. I'm like, oh. I love Adam Stand, Stand and Deliver Thank was, you. My, Two was like my theme song going through high school. Stand and Deliver. Aww. Stand and Deliver is my fucking shit. That was my theme song in high school. It's like if I ever hear that fucking song again. What's the point of robbery when nothing is worth taking? Yeah. All right, Crystal, who are you picking? Um, it's hard because I mean, if you've got the Monster Squad and they could stand up, these kids could, you know, defeat Dracula. And I mean, Frankenstein was, you know, a friend, but (laughs) you know, they're still dealing with Bo from the Mummy, and um, (laughs) so they could 
you know, defeat Wolfman and, you know, nice. can't call, call him Creature from the Black Lagoon, but, you know, essentially he was Swamp Man, Swamp Thing. Um, they can defeat all of these. You know, essentially the Lost Boys are just vampires. They're badass vampires. It's Kiefer Sutherland in his, in his prime. Yes. His bleached hair. Yes, and ma'am. His, his earring. But the Lost Boys also have Bill from Bill and Ted. Um, yeah, know. Alex. Alex Winter, that's what I was saying. He yes. Was, I love yes. him. Yes. So I'm kind, of, Marco. I'm kind of torn at a crossroad because, I mean, it, it's a hard one because, like, you know, the kids know how to defeat vampires, but do they know how to defeat vampires of the 80s or do they only know how to defeat Dracula. Well, you got to think the the one vampire they dealt with was a fucking dynamite wielding psychopath. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like I know <laughs> that picked up a curse. <laughs> it's Dracula, <laughs> but you know he's got yeah, a lot dynamite. Of free time on his hands, but you know what? He had time. a curse, and then his cane, his pimp daddy cane, had like these electrodes that came out of it. Like like Frankenstein back. gadget. Fucking yeah. right. I like yeah. my vampires traditional, you know, where they drink blood yeah. and shit. I don't need them throwing. And then animals. Dracula was a fucking figure skater. So, I mean, like, you know, you, you got Dracula gadget, you know, like, you, you know, instead of Inspector Gadget, you got Dracula gadget. So, I mean, those kids, they, those kids were on top of everything. Uh, so, like, you know, the dog was helping, and then then you have, like, Penny. You have Penny, you have the dog, you have the whole Inspector Gadget gang. Uh, so, you know, I feel like maybe the Monster Squad could have taken them, could have lended more to comedy, and, you know, you got the saxophone player uh, that was Tina Turner's saxophone player, and he was from Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band, Uh it's a hard I don't know if I'd be proud of that. Well, you know, but, you know, <laughs> Tina okay. Turner. So are you Monster uh, Squad? I think I am Monster Squad. I think okay. the kids, because they're all vampires, I think the kids could have figured it out. We might have lost one or two Monster Squad members along the way. I hope I so. We, <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope. I, I think hope it's that little shit, Sean. Hey, now. Hey. <laughs> I think they probably would have figured it out. All right, so that's two to one. All right, uh, who wants to go next? Well, it's it's been years and years since I've seen The Lost Boys, so it's a little hard to like make a comparison, being that I pretty much put that film out of my memory for a reason. <laughs> um, is it acceptable to say, I hope they both lose? Oh, perfectly acceptable. Hey, well, you know, it's the house that screams. We don't have rules, so okay, that's a zero. Yeah, so it's yeah. still still two to one. That helps be my decision. <laughs> okay, uh, Don, what do you got? So I'm not a fan of either one. Um, Thank you. I, I <laughs> Me really, Yeah, I don't really like either one, but um, Lost Boys is a straight horror film, so I'm going with that one. All right. All right, three to Great one. Nice. Come down to me. Oh man! Not really. I mean, at this yeah, point, Lost Boys really. already won. I know, but like, <laughs> I mean, is it my turn? Basically, is I man. guess. I've got stuff to say. Well, <laughs> I know what's new. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. Um, but the thing is, is like, okay, so I'm with Erica. I don't fucking like either one. Um, 
we everybody's like, oh, Candy hates yeah. the last voice. I don't hate it. Hate's a strong word. Do I hate the Monster Squad? Pretty much. Except for Rudy. <laughs> now, if this was Rudy versus David, we would have me sweating. Because uh, I thought Rudy, like, growing up, like, I hated the Monster Squad because I felt like I was, you know, me being a Romero snub. It was like I was so into elevated, you know, shit with the message. And then you bring her along Monster Squad when I'm a tween. And I'm like, bitch, I am watching, like, hardcore gore. Like, I don't need this bullshit pandering down to my age group because i was just mature or whatever but rudy was hot though not gonna lie but um also david was hot um keeper sutherland not only had like the look going on but the he his voice i love keeper sutherland's voice yeah, he, he yeah. very sexy they're just noodles you know i'm just like okay say it some more um but <laughs> I, I really hate Jason Patrick in that movie and Corey Haim. They're just so insufferable. And the Frog Brothers that everybody loves, they can fuck right off. Um, <laughs> hey, so, you, you know, we're doing The Lost Boys eventually. We are like, doing The Lost Boys. You can, you can just give us an answer and just move on. <sighs> Sir? <laughs> you I mean, mean, I you're married to me. You don't know stuff. how this works. <laughs> how do you not know how this oh, works? I know. I know You're just like, works. I don't like it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to have to go Lost Boys. All right. Fairweather fan. I, I don't, <laughs> fan is a strong word. He's, he, he is just like poking. I am. Poking the bear. Yeah. Fan's a strong word, but I, I do choose Lost Boys. All right. So four to one, Lost Boys win. And in our listener poll, Lost Boys also won. Oh, oh, nice, okay, nice, nice, nice. Nice. So, so before we move on to the next section, do you want to read the? Um... I'm just going to read three of the responses that we got on on Twitter. Um, okay. Those are the only ones we saved. Uh, we did get quite a response to absolutely uh, on on both my Instagram, which you know I represent the show, and um, on Twitter we got a lot of responses. But be prepared for the saccharineness of it. Um, Kurt Smith at Swayze of Arabia says, such a beautiful looking fever dream. It's such a pretty movie with the use of colors. Plus it's well shot and has one of the best film scores that Goblin did. I still say the gonk, but okay. Um, <laughs> Sammy at Akira Mirazaki 17 said favorite horror movie ever. Nice. And Baron's Hideout podcast, uh, which is Dustin. Um, they're friends of the show, uh, clearly. And, uh, part of our podcast network they said beautiful a bit shocking and a great score in my honest opinion the first argento film i saw and i saw in theaters during salem horror fest i do believe it's a masterpiece and part of a good trilogy definitely a film you need to see at least once so dustin's a lot more in the vein of where we're going with this stuff i uh i would say that i would absolutely enjoy seeing this in a theater yeah, I think it would be I, a great theater. It would film. be a it would be a great experience. Dropping some mescaline. Salem gets the cool <laughs> shit. Indianapolis gets dick. Yeah, yeah. Just eat some mushrooms and just go sit in a the theater for ninety minutes. I I did that. When I saw Night Living Dead in theaters, and yeah. I was fifteen, and that was really dumb of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a smart move at all. No, it was not. There's a whole story, but we'll get into that another time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to hear it. We'll get into that. You Night Living Dead coming up. Hey, Crystal. 
<laughs> I did. <laughs> my favorite. So this is the segment of the show where we talk about Sean's shitty reviews. Um, beforehand, I'd just like to say the uh, Rotten Tomato score for this is uh, 93% certified fresh oh, from the critics damn. and uh, 83% audience score. Um, that does not take away from the amount of bad reviews I found for this film. <laughs> So uh, bear with me. I've got quite a few. There's one that's kind of long. I'm going to save it uh, nearer to the end. I think um, that's the only one I've heard. Uh, it, it may be. Um, our first one is from I'm Doing My Best. And he says, this movie didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, our next one is from Bumbo the Clown. Ah, what? <laughs> no. Great score, great visuals, terrible, boring, goofy plot. Two out of three ain't bad, according to Meatloaf. <laughs> and we all know Meatloaf is always right. That's right. This is correct. Uh, Joseph Reviews says, Imagine what it must do to your self-esteem when you're blind and even your guide dog hates you. <laughs> <laughs> or just found you delicious, whichever. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ferran H. says, Shout out to Dario Argento for inventing the color red. And then forgetting forgetting about the essential things that would make at least a decent movie, like plot, acting, music. That's funny. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It's uh, funny, but it's wrong. Steve, Steve Carter says, uh, the three scariest things about this film. Number three, the terrible acting. Number two, the atrocious sound levels. Number one, that people somehow rate it highly. Yeah, <laughs> burn. Wow. I agree. Um, Lee Porteous says this is literally the most painful film I have set through in my life and I have watched Ashton Kutcher movies they have Hard Rock Zombies so their answer is null and void yeah and last but not least this one's kind of long um, Brandon34 he says fuck this movie for being the fourth movie I've seen this month that I had no idea whether it would be good or bad, and it ended up being terrible. Fuck this movie for absolutely blinding my eyes with the abuse of blue and pink that I thought would be cool. Fuck this movie for making me deaf from the absurdly loud score that kept repeating, like that time you learned the beginning to the Legend of Zelda song on piano, but could never learn the parts past that, so you just kept playing the beginning five seconds over and over again. Fuck this movie for the annoying supporting characters with with a name I can't even remember and her shitty acting. Just fuck this movie. <laughs> Just fuck this movie. The delicious theme starts going through head. That's my next tattoo. Just fuck this movie. And that's it. That's all I got for you tonight. I, I didn't get as angry tonight, but I think it's because they were so funny. Yeah. There was one that Candy brought up. I didn't save it, but he was like, this movie sucks butt. 
<laughs> and, I, and I totally she mentioned it before we before we came on here so and I was like oh. something sucked butt and I was yeah. like did you use that one and he's like I don't think I saved it I'm like god yeah. oh, damn it that made me laugh so hard it just sucks butt they couldn't this even say ass it, it didn't butt. suck enough to say ass <laughs> but I'm sorry I'm so stupid I'm just... okay so this leads on into our reviews and I go first so, um, my score is, and I, I am a potential, I mean, like, it's just proven for the most part. The one time I tried to be a critic on Wishmaster, I really regretted it, and I am so sorry to Andrew Deboff, not sorry to Tammy Lauren, but I'm, I'm sorry to the film for that, because I tried Don't to- Don't ever be apologize critic. for being here. that I'm not a critic. I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate person about the genre. But yeah, Killer Clowns deserved everything God. So, <laughs> so for me, usually rating high. Um, like you never hear me rate this low this much. But uh, I give this eight out of ten Goblin soundtracks. Um, and I would give it maybe more of like a seven point five. But it is a really important film in the genre. Um. And if it gets people talking about Jalo films, even though they're wrong, maybe they'll seek out other Jalo films, like actual Jalo films. Maybe look into it, or maybe not. You know, you know people. Um, yeah, we would not have modern slashers without Jalo. So, mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, is like this is this is not my favorite movie. Um, I will probably never watch it again after, you know, like I realized that last watching, I'm like, I think I'm done with this movie. Like I've done everything that I need to get from it. I've gotten, um, but do I, am I trying to talk anybody down from how they feel about it? No. Um, probably us in our conversation tonight is probably going to spark a lot of controversy as usual in the shit that we say, because most people just like worship at the altar of this movie. And I'm not, I'm not mad at them. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying like, I don't agree. Um, it is important, but, uh, and I, I do like the use of color and I do love the soundtrack. Um, it's, it's, like I said, it's not the gonk, but you know, it's, it's really good. It's probably like my second favorite Goblin soundtrack, but, um, cause I, I love the, the theme of it where, and it has that, like, you know, we have the, like, uh, da, 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 and then the witch, you know, like, it's just, it's really cool. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I could listen to that shit on a loop, but, um. Otherwise, yeah, paper thin plot where we had so much potential, um, and maybe that was Argento himself saying, "Dari, you've got a really great idea. Let me help you write the screenplay, and I'm gonna write out every cool thing about it." Um, you know, like the influences of the original story and the dream that Daria had uh, are are there. But they're much more like shown, not told. And we could use as much as I love the showing in this movie. We could use a little bit more telling. Um, I like story. You know, Dave likes backstory, and I just like story. Um, I want a good story, and it's not there. That's the one thing I do like about the remake: the story is there, and um, I applaud that. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, eight out of ten Goblin soundtracks. And I'm also going to give it 8 out of 10, uh, but I'm going to go with Death by Giant Slinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there were some things about this film I really liked. The, the use of colors, the cinematography, the soundtrack. Um, it, it just, you know, it felt a little slow in its pacing for me. 
Um, I, f- I didn't really feel um, the payoff at the end. Um, it just it, it just felt like it took too long to get there for me. Um, but, you know, there, there are some scenes in this that I really enjoyed. The, the slinky scene, the dog scene, um, the, the first kill, uh, I thought was great. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a classic, and I will definitely give it that. And um, I applaud people who enjoy it because, you know, I can, I can see why. I can see why people enjoy it. It's just not my cup of tea, and it's not my favorite Argento film. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable in its own right for me. So, uh, eight mm. out of 10, um, death by giant slinky. Mm. Okay. Uh, Don, let's hear from you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've made no secret. This is, uh, in my top 10 of all time. Um, I, I, I understand a lot of the complaints about it. I, I, I do have a few myself. I, I don't consider it perfect, but I, I still enjoy it in, 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 to enough of a degree that a lot of the, the issues I have with it are inconsequential at best and barely negligible at worst. So I'm going to end up going with 10 out of 10 Helena Marco silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it's actually not even uh, my favorite Argento. So um, Argento actually has uh, two films in my top 10. So um, uh, definitely worth a watch. Uh, you know, make your stand where you uh, where you lie on it based on, uh, you know, a lot of the factors we've uh, discussed here tonight. But uh, for me, I'm on the uh, absolute love side. So uh, uh, all-time classic, um, you know, uh, 10 out of 10 for me. Good. Awesome. I'm curious to know what your your other top ten, you know, in your Argento films are, but I think I'm gonna find those out soon. So, uh, if you want, it's uh, Ten of Brain. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's a great John Saxon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, kind of, yeah, I was uh, kind of nodding along when you brought him up earlier, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Ten of Brain. Daddy John. Yeah, actually, we had a request to do Ten of Brain, so I think we're gonna do it. But, uh... Sweet. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Who would like to go next? Sure. Um, I have to give this um, ten out of ten. Disney Snow White's on acid. <laughs> uh, I I really can't find anything wrong with this film. Like I honestly love it. I think it's just visually gorgeous. It's atmospheric. <clears throat> Um, part of my voice, it's been a little rough here with allergies and a little throat infection. Um, but, uh, yeah. And like that goblin soundtrack is killer. Great set design, great gore. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I just love this movie. I do have to say this, while I think it's a masterpiece, I don't think that it's necessarily Argento's greatest film. I think that credit has to go to Dracula 3D. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, is, is she, uh, is she okay? I am 100% kidding. That's a troll Okay, move. I was like, wait. I was ready to go with it. I was like, yes. I'm like, wait, there's a Dracula 3D movie? Yeah. Uh, you do not want to watch that. that no. That's the one I could not finish. I made it like 30 minutes in, and I'm like, fuck this shit to death forever. Um, <laughs> it, oh, I, when I watched it, I made, I made it 30 minutes in before the copy I watched turned to black, so I've never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is like, that's okay. 
<laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I don't think you're. I don't think either of us really missed anything. It's like if, if you make it that far in a movie and it, it just sucks so badly, it's not going to get better. Um, actually, my my favorite Argento film is probably Phenomenon, aka Creepers. Um, but I know everyone has their own personal favorite. Bird with a crystal <clears throat> plumage. Another one I just think is like gorgeously stylish, even though that one is more of a black and white uh, color theme, not like all these crazy colors like in Suspiria. Uh, but I, I do love Suspiria. I, I have to give it 10 out of 10. All right. Um, Dave and Crystal. Um, uh, I'm going to give this 6 out of 10 Imatrex sponsored camera angles and colors. Um, I uh, love the soundtrack. Uh, I, I do enjoy Goblin. Uh, I'm a big fan of Prog Rock. Uh, Coheed and Cambria is one of my favorite bands. Um, uh, I do like Rush, but um, uh, I um, the difficulty uh, that I expressed watching this movie wasn't so much, uh, you know, downfalls of this movie as far as like plots and things like that. <laughs> It's, you know, if you don't suffer from migraines like I do or, you know, it's things that uh, people that, you know, if, if you don't suffer from things like that, it, it's not something that, that comes up. Uh, so it's, it, it's something that I have to take points off of. I do love Jessica Harper and I love shock treatment for those that are wondering if you've never seen shock treatment. It is not a prequel. It is not a sequel. It is the equal to Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Fuck you, David. Um, I like shock treatment. I do love shock treatment. Uh, go into I'm it with, with go into it with open eyes because it, um, it it is very different from Rocky Horror because it also succumbed to a writer strike at the time of filming. Um, but I, I love the soundtrack for that movie and and just love that movie also. But um, for Suspiria, um, I do like spaghetti westerns and like Italian westerns and stuff, uh, Italian uh, horror and uh, um, this type of horror. Um, I'm open to this this type of horror, but um, you got to give me something that's not going to send me to to the migraine closet. <laughs> I'm going to give you Fulci. <laughs> yes, yes, I do like Fulci. I do like Zombie. Um, Hell yes. Um, and I do like the uh, Fulci cut of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Fulci did the no, cut. No, not Fulci. That, that was Argento. Yeah, that was Argento. And Sorry. the Argento cut sucks. <laughs> and well, I was going to bring that up. Yes, I much prefer the not Argento cut. Well, <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Yes. I, I like, you know, I, I like um, some of uh, some of the 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 excessive uh, kind of cuts or like the gimmicky cuts uh, <coughs> that I've seen. But for Suspiria, there there are some kind of downfalls in it. Uh, we didn't talk about the Page Boy. Uh, the bless it, he's kind of stuck in, in outdated clothes. And, little Lord Fuller, right there. Yeah, 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 Lord, yeah, yeah. Little Lord Far Farquaad, uh, <laughs> stuck in page <laughs> boy clothes and, and blinding ballerinas with his knives and silverware and shit while he's shining it. Um, 
But um, I, I mean, I think this movie is great. I think it's got a great storyline. Um, and I'm excited to watch the remake. Uh, I'm very dying excited. to hear your thoughts. Uh, I know yeah, how, I, you know how Eric and I feel about it. I like, I like Tilda Swinton. Is Corey, uh, is Chloe Grace Moretz also in that? Briefly. Briefly, okay. yes. Okay. Most she Dakota Johnson, and before you start thinking Fifty Shades of Grey, she's actually good in this movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. I didn't see Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't. I, don't. I, I, I did not. I, I'm not into that. But uh, as far as this movie, uh, I'm I'm excited to see the remake. Um, so for this movie, uh, for this the this one, six out of ten Imatrex sponsored camera angles and colors. <laughs> Well, nice. <laughs> right, I'm... Oh, my turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also give it six out of 10 blind guy tastes like snossages. <laughs> um, wow. I, I don't feel that I'm, I don't feel that I'm qualified to really speak on this film at all. I, and I, I admit that uh, uh, that's part of my growth as a human admitting things. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, for me, high art is fucking Joe Pilato screaming choke on him as his legs are dragged down the, <laughs> drug down the hallway by some fucking zombies. To me, that's high art. It was high art. I agree. I'm a simple, I'm a simple, I'm a simple creature. Um, a lot of this movie, I just wanted to yell at it, you know, get on with it. Uh, I, 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 I want to learn more about this stuff, which is why I love being here. I, I need to, you know, expand my horizons. And you will. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm doing my kegels as we speak. Um, God. And, uh, I'm, Show I'm me. Let to, me see. This is me doing my kegels right now. Oh, but you know what? It's you like it in action. Yeah. I, yeah, I need like, a close-up. You guys That's need to go to your fucking OnlyFans. Is that on the OnlyFans? Is that on the OnlyFans? That is on the OnlyFans. You got to pay for that. You got to pay for the pucker. Oh, oh, the Pay for that pucker. I will fully admit I'm not qualified to speak on Dario Argento films, and so I, I'm not going to. I get, I was going to give it a five, but he gets an extra point because if it wasn't for Dario, we probably wouldn't have Dawn of the Dead because he was so supportive of George Romero. He said, hey, "Come to Italy, yeah, write the script." You know, friendship. yeah. George told him, "I've got a great idea for another movie, but my last movie I didn't make a dime off of." So. And Dario said, "Come to Italy." He didn't didn't he like live at Dario's place? Yeah, yeah. While he was writing. Yeah, when he yeah. was working on it, yeah. Yeah, so so it wasn't for Dario, we wouldn't have Dawn of the Dead, which is you know like my ground zero of horror film. So I love yeah. that one. Yeah. I was going to bring that up, and I'm glad that you did because I totally spaced it. But you know, but that's yeah. why we're all here for each other. But you know, you you, you spoke about the you know. You not big on art. The stained glass in the background of this movie is beautiful. Oh, absolutely. you know, if you can get through the colors, the stained glass is beautiful. Yeah, wa yeah, watching this movie is like I've had this experience when you go to like an art gallery with someone who knows art, oh. and they're trying to explain to you like the 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 better the um the, the uh, components of the a piece. Yeah, they're the like oh, of the color red like, in Renaissance paintings. I'm like, wow, look at that. It's you know, it's a boat. My and they're like, no, no, it's a ship <laughs> on a stormy sea. And it's like that's just me. I'm just a dumbass. Oh, you, know? you want to go see some Roscoe's baby. <laughs> no, because I'll I'll just make me feel even dumber. Like, which absolutely I don't, not. I, yeah, I, don't, I need another reason to feel stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am a master of the classical 
uh, art, but like modern art, like fuck right off with that shit. <laughs> no, but the use of color and shadows. Like, I, I see a red square with a blue border. That's that is like, Roscoe. Right, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's what the that pay is. fine number mark Roscoe. And <laughs> you know, that's what I was just thinking. Like they they mentioned him so much on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, and it's like, are you sure you're doing that right? Well, let's check the box. It's like, yeah, yes, red, blue, <laughs> and it's upside down. It's what it's expression. It's what the kids are dying for. It's expressionism. <laughs> We can take anything back to Mystery Science Theater. We, we always do. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm my superpower. Idea. I can take anything can't back see to Mystery Science Theater. Like over here, I've got my Mystery Science Theater posters, and I posted a picture of me yesterday, and like a, a new crop top I had, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at that Mystery Science Theater tattoo!" I'm like, "I know." Isn't the it? world's most awesome Mystery Science Theater tattoo. It is very awesome and very expensive and very big. Great episode too. What was that uh, Fugitive Alien? Fugitive 2? Alien Two. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The, the, the sword fight. Between Ken and Ken lives obsession. Ken. <laughs> Ken. Um, so right. the time has come for plugs. Uh, we will let our guests go first. Uh, where can we find you, Don? Okay. Uh, so I host a show called uh, the Horror Countdown Podcast. Uh, you can find it uh, pretty much on most uh, platforms. I, I haven't heard anybody come to me and say, you know, where is it? So um, I think I got it out there enough. Um Candy is uh, a very proud and uh, beloved alumni of uh, one of my favorite episodes. We, uh, yeah, we discuss um, our 10 favorite uh, queer horror films. So I think that was uh, the first episode for my Women in Horror Month special. I was so, so honored. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, one of my uh, favorite episodes to record. Oh, uh, awesome. You can also Thank find so uh, me on... Yeah, you can also find me on a show called Noma Room in Hell Presents Fresh Cuts. It's a uh, weekly podcast where uh, me and a couple of friends of mine look at uh, the newest releases. So it's basically, you know, we look at like the biggest theatrical stream streaming uh, VOD kind of a release. So we pick one and uh, we review it. And, and uh, you can also find uh, my writing online. Um, I, I have a couple of places, but uh, the majority, they always end up on uh, my personal website. Don's horror, Don's world of horror and exploitation. Um, you can find that at donshorrorworld.blogspot.com. Awesome. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, I guess I'll get my stuff out of the way. Um, I try to streamline it all into Linktree, but then I feel like I have to explain what's in the Linktree, regardless. Um, I'm the person who runs my mouth the most on a show that's very mouthy, so uh. I do a lot of promos and fun stuff, uh, horror-related, uh, definitely mostly the House of Screams-related, and uh, a lot of Final Girl Cosmetics, which is Eric and I's uh, horror cosmetic company. Um, that's all on uh, Candy's Final Girl on Instagram. Our Twitter just keeps exploding, and I can't thank you listeners enough for that. We are currently at 4.2K followers. Uh, crashing quickly into 4.3k, and I, we we we're just right on the cusp of hitting 8,000 downloads of the show. After making it for two and a half years, uh, thank you tremendously. Um, you can support us on Anchor. The link, these these links are all my link tree. But like I said, I feel like I have to explain them. Um, we tried Patreon. We're just not Patreon material. Um, not us. We're a bunch of punks who run our mouths and don't care what other people think and make our own rules. So you can support us on Anchor monthly, uh, 99 cents a month, 
it, it, it helps us pay for our Zoom costs, things like that. And we also sell t-shirts, mugs, uh, cool things. Crystal's done some designs that are amazing. Um, Sean's done some that are really amazing. Um, yeah, we have some really fun stuff and people have been buying those and I'm just, I, I'm so pleased. Um, because it, it just makes us feel good that you love us enough that you want to wear a t-shirt of us. But anyway, all the million other links and to uh, all friends of the show and stuff like that, they're all on Linktree, which is Linktree slash Katie's Final Girl. I want to thank Dawn uh, for being here. You've been supportive of our podcast since day one, and you are such a bastion in the horror community. Just so supportive, and I, I really wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to help out. As Definitely. you always say. And I, and that's, that's the truth because I'm always mean it. Yeah. That, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm, uh, uh, hi, I'm Sean. <laughs> uh, Hello. You can, you can <laughs> find me on, meeting. yeah, yeah. You can, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean of the dead. Um, thanks Don for, for being here. Um, shout out to Nico who couldn't make it. Um, yeah, he's, we miss you, Nico. He's going through going through some stuff, uh, moving, getting situated. Um, going to be in his new new crib soon, so uh, hopefully we'll get him back next week. Um, and I think that's all I got. All right. Okay, uh, Erica. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at my horrific life or my website myhorrificlife.com. Um, Please also check out our newly launched website, finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. So the store part will be up soon, but the main website is now up. So please check it out. We have a very special um, limited collection that will be posted shortly. Uh, it's a collaboration with my friend, uh, Andre Iskanov. Basically, he picked out colors that he loves. And, oh, Candy's uh, modeling one of the lipsticks or lip glosses tonight. So, yep, oh. it's a um, 24 palette eyeshadow uh, blush and two different lip glosses. I've so. got the blush on, too. Nice. I, yeah, I'm surprised by like, how awesome that blush actually looks. Because sometimes I'm a little afraid of orange-looking blushes. Because... But this one goes on very nicely. I've got pink undertones. I'm fair with pink undertones. And so... <laughs> Like peach and orange can look shitty on me, but it looks really great on me and like very natural. So I, I love like it. Looks good on you too, Dave. Thank you. Uh, I try. <laughs> you know, Dave can rock it. He rocks Dave. a good peach undertone. Let me yes, tell you. He does. <laughs> but yeah, we're very excited, and we're gonna have things up on there very soon. Um, so. <laughs> I wanted to let Erica announce that because she's been doing all the grunt work for that. Yeah, I so appreciate everything that Erica's done. Oh, thank you. I, I just, I learned the hard way to not deal with Bluehost. So loving the new <laughs> element or platform instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Don't Erica did all the grunt mistake. work and I just was like, here's yeah. some money. Here's some money. Here's some money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, hey, we're in this together. It's true. Um, Dave and Crystal, where can we find you? Uh, here and nowhere else. And uh, if you're listening to this, um, please don't hold me against the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Anywhere you find Dave. <laughs> Anywhere you find Dave, you can find me. I love Aww. that. That is love so that. sweet. Notice Sean doesn't say that. 
I know, well, anywhere you find me, you can find Candy. We live in the same goddamn house. <laughs> you can say you can see he's so happy about it. <laughs> Once you guys have been married for a while, that's what's going to happen. Well, that's the thing. You guys are like, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and I'm like, if you guys fucking find Dave, yeah, I don't... you will find me. But, I did you know, find like, Dave years ago. Like through Dawn of the Dead, like Facebook. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about Mystery how long it's, it's been. It's scary how long we go back. Yeah, just we do. Our the Mr. first time that we spoke was I was like we had an opening on the show. We were about to do Dawn of the Dead, and I said I know a guy, and I've never actually spoken <laughs> him, although we've talked a lot on on Facebook, and I don't fuck with Facebook anymore. Um, so I was like I know a guy. And I was like, and I had to talk him into getting on the show. And when you came on, you were fucking natural. And I have never regretted it. And I have never regretted you bringing Crystal into the fold. Oh, uh, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate uh, all of you. Group hug. I feel like my kid's sister. Group hug. Oh, group hug. Mm. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I the little kid's sister in Monster Squad. That is definitely what I feel like. No, you're mean. <laughs> I'm not I'm Mimi. Mimi. She's Mimi. I'm Mimi okay, from sorry. Psycho Gourmet. Yeah, that's Mom me. Said I you am. have to give me subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm definitely Mimi from Psycho Gourmet. We've all established that when we did Psycho Gourmet. <laughs> yeah. I'm bossy. Frig off. Frig off. <laughs> the heckin' best. <laughs> that was such a great movie. That was a really fun episode too. Yes. Yeah. But thank you again, Don, for being here, and hopefully you'll you, we haven't scared you away. Um, it's a uh, little I'm intimidating. Still on the call, so, uh, yeah, come back for how you will. Come back for some Fulci. <laughs> yeah, because we we've got a lot of zombies, and, and I have completely scheduled season six, so there's a lot more show there too, um, mm -hmm. and some very extreme horror. So it's gonna be fun, and some trash, a lot of trash. Good. Yay. We haven't done yeah. trash in a while. Yeah. We haven't done street trash yet. And well, I street trash is on season six. Uh, spoiler alert. I scheduled it. Oh, I cannot fucking oh, it. I don't But it's, it's on a double bill of pieces. That's okay. <laughs> I've never seen No, he's like, he it's just, really, the, like, oh the soul God, in I'm... his eyes just died. He's yeah, like, that, just, I, I saw that. that. It's 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 over on that. That is going to be an awesome double bill. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I just want to say I, that we, I, I, I looked at I looked at Don's website right now, and you've got a whole section on Gamera films. You are uh, my new best friend. You are my new best love friend. Love Gamera. Gamera is friend to all children. I love Gamera. Yes. I love Gamera. Oh, I have the, fan, the yeah. mystery science theater box set of the Gamera. All films things Gamera, even even Gamera versus Zebra. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, even that one. And I love Gamera versus Giran. So. Yeah, you know, Giran is the best one ever. Yeah. yeah. It just dawned on me how weird this film is. Poor Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this film got weird a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, because like when Gamera's doing like the fucking like <laughs> doing this gymnastics. Yeah, and they're like, it just dawned on me how weird. This okay, film I know is. what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said that like five times. I mean, yeah. Three. Oh god. <laughs> Get ready, Gamera, Crystal. But no saw. That's that's Yeah, no I heard that. No saw. No saw. Well, there's always one person in the relationship that sets the rules, and the other person that goes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That'd be her. I was about to say, I think there's no mystery as to who it is here, but... Yeah. I think I'm going to make him, make him watch Guys and Dolls this weekend. Oh, fuck yeah! Frank Sinatra, we got... Marla Brando. Marla Brando. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, you know me and my classics and me and my musicals, so mm -hmm. I'm all about Guys and Dolls. I'm in. Frankie. 
Frankie Sinatra. That's my dude right there. Fly me to the moon. Don't start. Sorry. Don't start like, another That's my jam. In the night. That's my jam. That was my All grandpa's right. favorite song. Anyway, but I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Love yes, you. thanks, and, um, thanks, Don. Two shows next week, and thank you. It's great to be here. When you come back, just make sure that you talk over us, and then that's what people learn as they come back. <laughs> we have to talk over us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no worries. <laughs> Vin, Venmo me a twenty, and I'll just mute whoever you want. Hey, <laughs> you, that's gonna be me, and I don't like it. And you know what that's gonna do to your. <laughs> What'd she say? Uh, I think fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. You know, you guys are gonna watch Guys and Dolls soon. I'm reading books right now. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go get my spankings now. Oh yeah, I've been a, I've been a bad boy. Don't tell them our secrets. <laughs> You've been naughty, naughty. All right, guys, have <laughs> a great everybody. night. Have a good night. Love you guys.